0: what is up everybody welcome back into tide talk live on this monday april 3rd as spring football is heating up in tuscaloosa uh, stacy blackwood Jake thomas and joe will all here with you tonight to talk about alabama spring football and you know some players we're excited about maybe some competitions that we're we're looking forward to over the next few weeks leading up to 8a on april 22nd but guys uh, there's a lot going on right now Uh, football is, is really here right now it's kind of taking center stage
1: uh, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited about it, man. I'm, I'm, man. You know, this, this summer can't can't get going quick enough. I don't want to wish the summer ready for the kids, but man, I'm ready for football. You know, after after the basketball team kind of cracked the bed, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm, um, you know, I I moved on. You know, I'm ready for football.
2: Yeah, I agree. Usually, the gap between um, when the season ends and when it begins again is it just seems like it takes forever but thankfully with the basketball team it kind of yeah you know, shortened the shortened the gap a little bit but obviously you know
1: not enough yeah <laughs> disappointing
2: into the to the season we should have been should be playing tonight but I no, no. you know it's it is whatever but um I'm just happy for for football season to get going here we got A-day I think in like two weeks and yeah. five days but who's counting
0: yeah Yeah, it's what what an exciting time of year and and I think the fact that there's you know so many competition battles going on right now in Tuscaloosa new coordinators uh so there's a lot of new faces in the program this year so that kind of makes it that much more exciting for us fans so uh, going to be a lot of fun over the next few weeks to kind of learn this team a little bit and learn a little bit more about him and then of course it'll all conclude like like joe said on april 22nd uh, during a day so certainly excited about that before we get too deep uh, make sure you are subscribed to the channel uh hit that like button hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of our content here on Tide talk live uh make sure you jump in the chat let your thoughts be known uh for you know either position battles that you're looking forward to learning about more over spring practice or your thoughts on the quarterback battle Battle between you know Ty Simpson and Jalen Milroe and just you know whatever your thoughts are on this Alabama football team, we're we're here to discuss that, and uh, you know we're excited to kind of dive into that. Uh, I, I guess I, I want to start uh, with you guys. Look, last week the video got released uh, from from Alabama that ridiculous throw and catch between you know, Jalen Milrow and Ja'Cory Brooks over, over Kool-Aid McKinstry. And, and of course, everybody was instantly reacting to that on, on Twitter and Facebook, and it really exploded on the Internet. And uh, I would like – I guess, Jake, I'll start with you. Your, your thoughts on that and, and kind of what that made you think about as, as you saw that connection between Milrow and Brooks. Man, you know, at first I was like, man,
1: you know, it's kind of hard to, to really see Milrow because, you know, the first thing I was like, man, what a throw. Whoever the quarterback was, it was a perfect spiral, and 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 got to give Quillade credit. I mean, he was all over it too. It's just a perfect throw, a perfect catch, man. and then he got you know digging in deeper. I was like, okay, well, I got to find out who threw this, and then it started leaking, and, and then Milrow, you know, come out and tweeted say, hey, why not even get tagged? You know, so um, I was like, my gosh, if, if Milrow has developed a his arm and can throw the ball like that consistently, on top of his running ability, this is what I've been wanting and hoping he could do. Because I don't think anybody can stop a dynamic offense that Alabama was going to be bringing with him at the ham if he continues to develop.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just seemed like when that video was released, it was a mad scramble. Everybody was trying to figure out (laughs) screenshotting. And then I think – Milrow posted it to his instagram story and i posted it to twitter and then he quoted uh the video from alabama football saying you know where's my credit so um, everything we've seen so far uh, not just that video but uh photos and other videos from practice he's looked good i mean it's spring practice so you know take that with a grain of salt but he's looked good and i think also he's been working with the first team offense at least like i said it looks like from you know, social media from from the photos that the team's released. So that must uh, mean that he's improved well, and and Saban and the coaches have liked what they've seen so far from him. And um, kind of like uh, Jake was saying, that's the one missing piece of puzzle for him. And we know he can run the ball. We know he's incredibly athletic, but uh, being able to consistently throw the ball uh, for the team this year and. That video proved that uh, he's he's got some some pinpoint accuracy dropping the ball in there, but uh, a lot of work to do. Uh, I think, at least from my opinion, of this team this year, uh, quarterback is the biggest question mark. Obviously, uh, with Bryce Young leaving, but uh, in my opinion, I think that if that position is uh, solidified, you know, you don't expect someone to step in and be as good as Bryce. I think that's, you know, impossible. But if, yeah. if Milrow can be at least average or slightly above average i think that this team could be even better than last year's team which is it's kind of crazy to think about but uh, yeah i think yeah I think yeah i
0: agree i agree 100 percent and you know like you said a lot of that's going to do with how well de- uh you know Jalen milro develops you know from now until till september when, when the season starts and uh from the small sample size that alabama allows everybody to see throughout spring practice milro is getting the first team reps i'm sure Simpson is also splitting those reps with him as well. Uh, but Album is going to let us see what they want us to see. And, and you know, uh, Milro is the, the more, exp- I hate to even say the word experience. He started one right. game, um, uh, but he is the more veteran player of the two. So, you know, Saban's going to, ha- you know, or excuse me, Simpson's going to have to beat Milro. You know, Milrow's not going to just have to – I mean, Simpson's going to have to just take it away is what I'm trying to say. So he's going to have to go above and beyond, and he's going to have to look – you know, it's going to make it to where he's going to have to make the coaches say we cannot keep him off the field. And so that's – and if that happens, then, you know, that's great. You know, we we want whoever's the best quarterback to play. I I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Dylan Lonergan. If he's the best guy, that's who I want starting. Mm -hmm. And so – but, but that pass was incredible. We, me and Jake were talking before we started recording or before we went live uh, about how that would be an elite throw against air and mm-hmm. much less against, you know, probably the best corner in all of college football. So, right. uh, you, you couldn't ask for better covers from Kool-Aid. Ja'Cory Brooks made an incredible catch. It had been a catch in the NFL. He got both feet down in mm-hmm. the corner of the end zone. Uh, and I was, I was with you guys. The, my first re, My first reaction was, who the heck threw that ball? because that was unbelievable ball placement and uh really only only place uh to to throw that ball for it to be caught was where Miro put it and uh like like y'all guys said if he can continue to show that type of development with his accuracy be more consistent with with his throwing he has the arm talent as far as arm strength and being able to make all the throws but you have to be consistently accurate or you're not going to be able to, to to beat the really good teams in college football and uh, you know that's what Albon wants to do, and you talked about how uh, the quarterback position is is the biggest question mark. I agree, and all you know we don't have to be elite at that position this year because the the schedule is much more manageable. There's no going on the road to Neyland Stadium. There's no going on the road to Texas. There's no going on the road to uh, LSU. So. Uh, the, the schedule is much more manageable this season. You, you get most of your tough games at home outside of A&M and Auburn. Uh, and so you you, you got to think that, that you can get by with not being quite as elite at quarterback, especially with the way that, that, that Tommy Reese and, and you know, uh, Coach Wolf kind of want to run an offense where they're a more physical a more throwback style of offense, uh, you know, kind of hit you in the mouth, establish a strong running game. Uh so you got to think that's going to help whoever whoever does win the quarterback job.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and one other thing I want to mention about Monroe, uh you know, he he's got to learn how to protect the ball. but, you know, that's another big thing on him. So, that's something else he's going to work on this spring. Uh it, it, we already talked about his arm, but him protecting the ball, he can't he can't be given all three, you know, three fumbles in a game cuz that's just that is spelled disaster and we saw that last year in his one start. But you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of a slot of the doubt because of nerves being being his first start and all that. So, but you know, he's if he works on that and continues to improve this spring, uh, I'm with you, Stacy. You know, I really think Ty Simpson is talented as well. I mean, all the guys on the, you know quarterback are talented, but one of them guys might have to take it from Mirror at this point. I do believe.
2: Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I think it's it's Milrose's job to uh, to lose, at least from what we've uh, seen. And mm-hmm. uh, I think with Tommy Reese coming in and, and that running kind of ground-and-pound physical-style offense, I think with Milrow's size, um, not that Ty Simpson is an athletic or can't run the ball, but I think the way Milrose builds, he kind of would be – a great fit for this offense but um just excited to see some some videos and, and photos from practice and <laughs> like we said in the beginning excited that football is on its way uh, back
1: it's like if, if milro does win the job you have pretty much a linebacker bill he's huge, at, he huge. At quarterback so you'll try to take him down yeah, he's a
0: load yeah they, they list him at 220 and and i guess that's probably right but he right. looks bigger than 220. Man. well they they might have
2: had him put on, you know, some some weight for this season. If if you know, presumably they're going to be running the ball and he's going to be the guy for them. I wouldn't be
0: surprised if he's put on, you know, five or ten pounds of muscle. Yeah, he's he, he he's a big dude, and, yeah. and and you know, Ty is is cons- he looks he's noticeably bigger this this year too he compared is. to last season. And Eli Holstein is a massive kid. I think they list mm-hmm. him at like 6'4", 237 <laughs> Just uh-huh. a big dude at quarterback. Uh, uh, and. I think the future is bright at quarterback. You know, you know, Milrow is a redshirt sophomore this year. So, you know, if he plays really well this year, if he wins the job and plays really well, you're looking at a guy who could possibly be gone after this year. So, uh, and, and then you're back to another quarterback competition. You got Ty Simpson. You have the two freshmen this year, Dylan Lonergan and Eli Holstein. Uh, and and then <laughs> then comes in next year uh, Julian Sayon, who is, golly. man. I mean, uh, that that dude. I, I remember when we when I first started seeing Bryce Young highlights. I'm like, my God, we got to have that guy. He mm-hmm. is special. And the more I see of Julian saying, that's that's what I'm saying. No pun intended. <laughs> that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, as well. Sure. Uh, just yeah. uh, that dude is gifted. But but that that's a conversation for another day. The Alabama is just the talent is not missing at quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's about experience, and it's about somebody – Jake, you mentioned it. You, you, a quarterback's got to go out and win the job. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't care who it is. And, and I know it's – I think we all have the feeling that it's kind of Milrose to lose because he is the the elder statesman of the group, and Coach Saban is notorious for, you know, giving those older guys the benefit of the doubt and maybe giving them giving them a little bit of a leash. But, uh, you know, if, if that throw in practice last week to uh, – to uh Chakori Brooks is any sign of the things to come. Uh <laughs> watch out because like Jake said, we know how elite he is running the football. If he can be an accurate throw of the football, good grief. Uh I feel sorry for defenses.
1: So, somebody put uh retweeted the, the run he had against Arkansas last year. I'm like, man, you know. I mean, you know, I we at least talked about it before, but even if, if he doesn't win the job outright, and maybe Todd Simpson wins it. we got to have some kind of package for him because, I mean, you got to have a guy like that on the field somewhere.
2: I think, too, the way I look at this quarterback competition is kind of similar to the way that I look at, you know, when Bryce Young was coming in as a freshman, and we had Mac Jones who was, you know, who had played well in the Michigan game. Uh, but other than that, hadn't really seen the field much other than in mop-up duty. And a lot of people were saying Bryce is going to start. Like, Mac Jones doesn't have a chance to start. Uh, but obviously, Jones had a lot of experience, more experience than Milro. Uh, but Jones was in and kind of in similar positions, uh, unproven, and have some talented guys underneath them that are, you know, nipping at their heels to mm-hmm. get on the field as well. And so, obviously, we saw how the, well that worked out for Mac Jones. We don't have the... <laughs> receiver core that we had, or maybe, you know, some other talent, but we still have a very talented roster. And I think Milroe is going to be put in a, a position to succeed.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. What the coaching staff does around him or whoever the quarterback is, is really going to be the biggest difference in how well this Alabama team performs in, in 2023. And I know the quarterback gets all, you know, they, they get too much credit when, when the when the offense plays well and they take too much of the blame when they don't play well just kind of the nature of the beast. But how Alabama plays around either Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson, it's really going to have a lot to do with the success of the the team in 2023. Uh, Brock says that he thinks Milrow will win it, but he's not counting Simpson out at all. I think we're all kind of in that boat. I mean, I I, I still feel like uh, that Simpson, because he is a more naturally gifted passer, that it's going to be so hard to not play him. And and but like I said, Milro could definitely prove me wrong, and I, and I don't care if he does. I mean, I I just want the best guy out there, and I, I just I've seen so much of Simpson and his accuracy mm-hmm. uh, that and that's just something that you can't. It's hard to replace a quarterback. That is consistently accurate. I mean, that's what made Mac Jones so elite in in twenty twenty was the fact that he was just you know Mac's not going to wow you with an incredible arm strength or or great athleticism, but his ability to put the ball where only his guy could catch it. I mean, I go back to the his the first start uh, against Missouri that year when when he throws. Uh, the ball to Jalen Waddle right in the back of the end zone. The the, the defensive back is all over him. I don't know if you guys remember the throw or not, but it was opposite hash. It was almost really – it was really, you know, a great replica of what Milrow did, except it wasn't in the corner. But the the ball placement was just elite, and it's so hard to defend that. There's no defense for an accurate throw. I mean, there really isn't. So, uh, despite how athletic Milrow is – if Simpson proves to be the most accurate of the passers, I think that's who's going to be the starter. So, uh, but it's a long way until September second, and this this competition is going to go, uh, you know, a lot longer than than the April twenty second.
1: Right, and I want to want to make one point. Uh, I feel like we're beating a dead bush here or a dead horse, but I really don't want to. A keep, dead bush. Yeah, yeah keep, that keep, would not be very yeah. productive either. <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah. I don't. I don't want to. You know, keep harping on it, but you know. Looking back at the past quarterbacks we've had, you know, last you know several years, you know, they all the the backups to whoever it was, whether it was Tua backing up Jalen, and then uh, Matt Jones backing up, you know, Tua, and then essentially Bryce backing up, or you know uh, Matt Jones, but they we we was outscoring opponents so much that by halftime, the second string offense was getting in there. We didn't have that the past couple of years, so. The development of the quarterbacks hasn't been there, it seems like. So you haven't had, you know, you, you haven't been been wowing and, and, and been outscoring teams by a bunch. So Milro and Ty Sensen hasn't been on the field that much to get that experience like those past quarterbacks have.
0: Well, and Coach Sabin, you know, he he made the comment that one of the the leading factors in hiring Tommy Reese was his ability to, to develop quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. So I, I think development at that position was critical for Coach Saban, uh, you know, in this offseason. And and I think hiring Tommy Reese, a guy that's young, who's really made the most with what he's had at Notre Dame uh, with his quarterbacks, um, I, I really think that was a, a real key hire for Coach Saban. And, and look, I, I know it wasn't, you know, a sexy hire for Alabama, but I think, I think Alabama fans are going to be pleasantly surprised with yeah. how well Tommy Reese does in Tuscaloosa
1: yeah yeah i agree joe you want the last word
0: yeah um i just personally i
2: don't want to say never but i don't see uh i don't see simpson getting on the field this year other than and mop up duty. i think mid Jalen and is going to surprise a lot of people this year barring injury uh or you know all all the other things you can't really predict but i think Jalen and is going to have an incredible season this year and i'm excited uh to see us get back to that level on offense where we're just pounding the ball down people's throats and and asserting our dominance which is something we have not seen uh or we didn't see too much it seemed like with with bill o'brien that's our offensive coordinator
1: well stacy you don't mind i was going you you pretty much segued into something i want to get to next and and that is the offensive line i mean i was just looking at the you know at the roster for who could be the starters this year and my gosh, every one of them guys are over 300 pounds. You're talking about meat eaters. You're talking about guys who's going who's going to dominate. that's what they want to get back to, because I think I, I remember seeing J.C. Latham saying how he wants to get back to that dominant offensive line presence. And these guys, I, I'm telling you, in this little – this offense that, that Reese likes to run, they're fixing to be dominant in the trenches again.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That was really the – the, the goal, if you look at how Alabama's recruited the offensive line since Coach Wolf come to Tuscaloosa, uh, it's about the bigger guys, uh, the more physical players. Uh, and I really think this offensive line is going to be one of the strengths of the team in 2023. I really believe that. Uh, and I think Coach Wolf is not getting quite the credit he deserves. Yeah, the offensive line was absolutely atrocious in 2021, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible, and last year it wasn't elite by any stretch, but it was so much better last year than it was in 2021. Yep. And 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 the fact that that uh, that Coach Wolf accomplished that much in just one season uh, really speaks volumes to, to what he is capable of. And now that he's got more players that kind of fit his style and what he wants to do with the guys up front. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see what this group looks like. And, you know, right now there's been different guys mixed in and out along the offensive line. But I think right now if, if you had to pick a starting five, it's going to be Elijah Pritchett at left tackle, Darian Dalcourt at left guard, Seth McLaughlin at center, and Tyler Booker at right guard, and then J.C. Latham at right tackle. That's what it's looked like most of the time so far this spring. Uh, every guy over 300 pounds, like you mentioned, Jake, and – uh Tyler Man. Booker, to me, the meanest dude on the team. Uh, he was the meanest dude on the team as a freshman last year. That's why he, he got on the field. Uh, that's why a guy like Javion Cohen decided to move on. And yeah. uh, I'm excited to see what this group does uh, this spring and in and, and, and the fall. Well, you guys touched on uh, Coach Walford and
2: just – I mean, you look at the success that he's had in the past. I think two years ago with Kentucky, he had them as like Outland Trophy semifinalists, which is an award Mm -hmm. given to the nation's best offensive line. Uh, So this is a guy that knows how to coach offensive line Uh, well. I mean, we're going to have a lot more talent here than he had (laughs) at Kentucky. And he still was able to turn them into a very great offensive line. So uh, last year, rough. Uh, There's no getting around it. But I think this year – uh, there's a lot to be excited about. We got some Maulers. We got, you know, J.C. Latham. I will say, I think Caden Proctor, um, I don't know if he'll start uh, per se, but I think he's going to push for that starting spot, and he'll definitely yeah. be see the field because that guy is massive, and that was a huge uh, steal that we were able to to grab from the Iowa Hawkeyes in, in this uh, recruitment class. I know they weren't too happy about that, but I saw him. At the Alabama Pro Day, just kind of walking around, and he is an absolute unit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think the the roster officially lists him at like six seven three fifty four. He's like six Jeez. eight. I mean, he's a that's ridiculous. He's massive. Mm. Uh, Tristan brings up something. I just want great leaders, physicality. Uh, no, uh, I'm mental. sure he has mental letdowns sure. and a great O line. Yeah, I mean that that's and I think that's what, you know, Coach Saban and I think even, you know, Jason McCullins, I think's on Hey Coach right now, and he talked about one of the first things he said is just getting back to the basics. Right. And and the basics of football is, is being physical and playing smart. And and, and you know, a lot of Album's problems last year, despite how we all feel about Pete Gold and how we all feel about Bill O'Brien, the mental focus was not there too many penalties on each side of the ball? Really led to a lot of the the downfall of, of the season, and and I say the downfall. We lost two freaking games. But I know. <laughs> I mean, we're we're so we're we're so spoiled that hmm. we uh, our expectation our expectations are not really what not really realistic. But uh, but I'm with you, Tristan. I, I think it's it's mm-hmm. time for this team to to uh, show show physicality, to be mentally tough, physically tough. Uh, punish people on the offensive line, punish people on the defensive front, and and just just have a team that that has, like you said, great leaders. I think I think last year had great leaders. I'm not sure that other guys bought in the way they needed to, and you know you can't always blame that on leaders. It's just you know, Alabama's not for everybody. You know that's right. just that's just the case, and you know we've seen a lot of people transfer out, uh, and I don't think anybody transferred out that that's not replaceable or that, you know, I'm just going to leave it to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think we had some great leaders last year, but we didn't have a lot of guys, a lot of rah-rah guys, a lot of guys. You know, Bryce Young is a quiet guy. Uh, Anderson, I don't know if I'd describe him as quiet, but we haven't had um, at least it seems like the last couple years, haven't had a lot of – guys that are kind of in your face and I maybe mean, that's not necessarily all that important, but I think, you know, if we can get a couple of guys like that this year and then also, um, you know, just discipline is the word that yeah keeps coming back to me. The uh, yeah. last couple of years we've, we've been very undisciplined, whether that be, you know, re- in the receiver room, on the offensive line, penalties on defense, uh, just a lot of bonehead mistakes that this team's made that need to be corrected. And I think we'll be corrected. Uh, for this year, I know Saban has already come out and, and said that that's something they want to uh, work on It's something they're trying to reestablish,
1: the Alabama culture. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Go ahead, Jake. I was just going to say, you know, you, you kind of started seeing that, you know, some of those rah-rah guys, some of those guys get in the faces of other players later in the season last year. I, I remember Helen's getting into uh, – the guy's face after the, we gave up that touchdown against Mississippi State late in the game, he was not real happy about it. So, you kind of saw some some leadership uh, being established there. But, of course, now helton has gone. So, you know, who is going to be this next crop? You know, so I, I agree, Tristan. we got to have that next guy.
0: I'm looking for another Damien Square. That, oh, that, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: that, that speech you gave in the locker room, mm-hmm. before, I can't remember what game that was before, but good grief. I know. And, and, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's the Alabama way. I mean, that's what this, this dynasty was built on with the type of leadership, that type of accountability, which I think is a word that, that needs to be kind of re- reestablished and redefined in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and, and that starts with the players. I mean, it, each player has to take personal responsibility for, for how they, you know, react to situations, how they prepare for, for situations and, Uh, that goes back to being a good leader, not just for the team, but for yourself and making sure you're doing what you can do to, you know, that, that, that most benefits the team, but um, physicality is important. And I think that, that coach Wolf is is kind of reestablishing that with the offensive line. And, and I'm really excited for the scrimmages coming up and obviously for a day to kind of see what, what this team looks like and, uh, you know, as, as we go on from that, we'll, we'll just stick on the offensive side of the ball real quick. Uh, are there any guys outside of, of the players that we've kind of talked about so far on the offensive side of the football that you're kind of really excited to watch this spring? Well, Jake, we'll start with you, buddy.
1: Um, of course, I want to see uh, who's going to step up at, at a wide receiver outside of uh Joey Bruce, we know what he can do. Uh, you know, I want to see uh, Isaiah Bond take more of a leadership role, and I feel and I feel like he's he's uh, beginning to do that a little bit. He's I think he's had a really good uh, practice from what I've seen, uh, and I you know I want to I, I've seen a little bit of the uh, the um, the two freshman running backs who come in, and they they both look really good right now. So you know uh, I think if if we get you know get somebody behind McClellan to step up. When give him a breather and take over a drive or two and then uh find somebody on the outside to help uh JaCore Brooks. So I think we're gonna be all right.
0: Go ahead, Jeff.
2: I'm excited to watch uh Jason McClellan run the ball. Uh, obviously, like you said, we got Richard Young coming in and, and Justice Hayes, two very talented five-star uh running backs, but I liked the way McClellan ran the ball towards the end of the year last year. I mean, mm-hmm. overall he had six hundred and fifty-five yards and and seven touchdowns, so I expect him uh, to be you know, well over that number this year, maybe 10 or 11 touchdowns and um, over 1,000 yards rushing, so I'm excited uh, to see what he can do this year. And then also I'm really interested to see if Jermaine Burton can take that next step. Um, he's When he transferred from Georgia, a lot of people are expecting him to to do well for this team, and last year he kind of – I don't want to say it was a letdown, but um, kind of surprised at – his numbers and so this year i'm hoping he can he can take that that next step and and be a leader for for the receiver core and if not you know we have all these other talented uh young guys you know like isaiah bond kobe prentice um malik benson can man that guy could run a route well so yeah um,
0: yeah yeah i'm uh, the the receivers are really interesting this spring because Uh, You talked about Jermaine Burton taking the next step, and he does. But Ja'Cory Brooks does, too. I mean, this is a former five-star recruit, uh, one one of the top players coming out of high school a couple years ago. Uh, And and I think both Brooks and Burton were playing their best ball at the end of the year. Yeah. So I I feel like they're both going to be taking that next step this spring uh, and and really showing that they're capable of of leading that receiver unit. But then Malik Benson, the guy from from, uh, Hutchinson who transferred over from Juco, uh that dude's just different i mean he's he is a different animal uh he's a lot bigger than what i was expecting him to be he looks they list him at 6'1 195 but he looks a lot bigger than that uh he he has remarkable route running ability soft hands uh really good speed so i think those three players could be special for alabama and, and then you talk about the young players like Isaiah Bond, Kobe Prentice, you know, Shaz Preston, who redshirted last year, uh, Kendrick Law. There's so many young guys at that, at that position that if, if, if somebody's not, you know, stepping or if somebody gets hurt, uh, you have plenty of depth there. But I'm excited about the wide receiver room. C.J. Dupree's coming over at tight end. Amari um, Nablack. how does he look in his second season in Alabama? He already looks like he's filled out a lot. Uh, put on a lot of weight, a lot of muscle since his, since he arrived in Tuscaloosa last year. So a lot to be excited about uh, from a weapons standpoint. And you talked about Jace McClellan. I think he's probably one of the most underrated players in the SEC, or underappreciated, I guess is really yeah. the, the way the way, to, the way to word that. Because he's, he's not just a super, you know, incredible running back, but he's a lot better than what he's given credit for. And he's really underappreciated by, by not just people in the SEC, but other fans included. And uh, I, I like him. I like Jam Miller. Uh, you know, Justice Haynes is the only freshman that's that's in school right now. Richard Young is not going to be there till summer. Uh, so uh, what Justice Haynes can do this spring will be important because he's got a leg up on Richard Young right now being on campus and participating in the spring. So uh, going be, gonna to be a lot of fun to see all those guys because, you know, uh, all those guys are going to get a lot of touches in the spring game. They'll be split up and not having to wait wait their turn as much in the spring game. So all those guys will get plenty of touches, and and we'll kind of kind of get to see what
1: they all can do. Yeah, I agree. I'm uh, I'm excited. You know, the spring the spring game is what a couple of weeks away. So um, you know we'll we'll definitely be able to see what this team is going to be capable of uh, next year. So
0: Tristan says he wants to see yeah. everybody break out. Yes. Yes. Please purpose. and thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Defensively, guys, um, to me, there's one player that I just cannot wait to see. Kelly Downs. Yes. Dang it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean
2: – We're all on the same page.
0: Dude, yeah. I first of all, how is that guy a freshman?
2: I don't know how he's a freshman, but I was just looking at – Uh, picture from the photos that released him today and he does not look like a freshman he looks like a a guy that's been here for four years so i mean
1: mean, he's already practicing with the first team defense i mean my gosh
0: yeah all indications are that he's that he is (laughs) participating with the first team defense (laughs) uh and i you know we we've talked about caleb downs on our show a lot and it seems like every show (laughs) he works way in there Well, Mm -hmm. before he ever committed to Alabama and and when when Alabama started to kind of, you know, be in the rumor mill that they were leading for him, I really took a deep dive into his film. And I remember the the night I really watched his film, I called my dad and I said, Dad, you have to watch film on a guy named Caleb Downs. He's the best high school football player I've seen since Will Anderson. And he is going to be a thing whether he plays at Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State. But I hope we get him if – we, if we don't get anybody else in this class, I hope we get Caleb Downs. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, we got him, and that dude, man. he's special, man. I, he and and I, I don't see how he doesn't make an immediate impact for Alabama.
1: I agree
2: 100%. Yeah, you can't keep – yeah, sorry. Can't keep him off the field, and it looks like they're not going to. Uh, it looks like he'll be, he'll be a starter, and I think that this secondary – uh it's gonna be very special this year.
0: I, I do too. And 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 while we keep it there, you know, the we know kool has got one side of the field locked down at corner, but w- what do you think they're gonna do with the other corner guys? I mean, they're you know, obviously Terry Arnold is coming back, he got like six or seven starts last season, so you gotta think he's gonna be in the mix. Uh you got Earl Little Jr., you got uh uh Des Ricks. Mm-hmm. So uh uh, what, what are you guys thinking on corner opposite of Kool-Aid McKinstry? Uh,
1: you know, to me, that that's going to be a very important position to, to you know, discover and find out who's going to be that guy because, uh, you know, kool is going to be a shutdown corner. So, you know, you pretty much got that guy. You you know, He's going to be getting all the action, whoever yeah. this next guy is. <laughs> so, I, I think Arnold, you know, we talk about experience. He does have the experience. But, I mean – Earl Little Jr. Jr. has looked really, really good so far from what I've seen. And like you said, Ritz is there as well. So, uh, you know, I, I think Arnold will probably end up winning it for now. And then, it, uh, you know, if, if injuries occur, then you'll probably see Earl Little Jr. and then Des Ritz uh, get a, get a shot as well.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like Earl Little Jr. Uh, just the way he plays, he plays very loose, has got some, some quick feet. Um, I think he went to the same high school as Patrick Sertain. So anytime you see somebody come out of American Heritage, uh, your
0: are
2: And eyes he's got that big. link too, man. Yeah, it's something there. about those
0: guys. I mean, they mm-hmm. they got like Patrick Sertain. I mean, my gosh, his arms are six miles long. He's like 6'2". <laughs> yeah. I mean, good luck throwing against that. I mean, if he just yeah. sticks his arm up, he's going to knock it away. But uh, you know, I, I think either way, Earl Little's on the field somewhere. Whether that's mm-hmm. at the corner, does he? He could get the nod at star. Uh, and, and I think that you know maybe you know Taryn Arnold was a safety in high school, and he moved to corner when he got to Alabama because they were they were kind of thin there. Uh, plus, they had Demarco Hellums, Jordan Battle at safety, so they were kind of set there, and they needed some some depth at corner and. He's kind of transitioned there, and I doubt they would make him move to safety, not make him, but suggest him move to safety, you know, this kind of late in the process unless some injuries occur. Uh, so I, I'm just anxious to see what happens there because, it, it, to me, it's, ter- it's going to be either tearing on Arnold or Earl Little Jr. I just don't see a scenario where Earl Little Jr. is not – I think it's actually Earl Little II. I, I think that's what yeah. it is actually. Technically, yeah. I keep saying Junior because that's easier, but I really think he goes by Earl Little II. Okay. So, trying to trying to keep it correct here, but uh, I, I just don't see how he's not on the field. Uh, he he was making a lot of noise last year, uh, but he was injured. So, but the coaching staff really likes him, and we know like like Joe mentioned, we know how well those those uh, Saint Thomas was it Saint Thomas that where he's from. I or think
2: so. It, I don't I think American Heritage American the, Heritage, that's what it is.
0: Cool. Yeah. American Heritage. Mm-hmm. We know how well those guys can play. Yep. Uh David Sanders, can we see those Carver guys on the field this year? I uh, see I'm not missing any more comments, am I? No. Um But in uh, Malachi Moore, what that's a guy that look, he bust onto the scene. As a freshman. Then he's just been battling injuries, man, and, and I feel bad for him. But he's put on some weight. I think that indicates that he's probably going to make a move to safety, uh, which he does have some some experience in. So I, I think there, that you could look at maybe Caleb Downs and Malachi Moore as your safeties, Kool-Aid as a corner, uh, maybe Terrion as another corner, and then Earl Little as yeah, your right star. There. Yeah. To me, my goodness, what a defensive backfield!
1: Uh, that's one of the best we've had in a long time. I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I love it. I, I would love that that, that grouping uh, in the back end, and and a guy that that I kind of I feel bad for is is a is Christian Story man. I man, he's kind of no. he's battled his way. He's been a really good player uh, for three or four years now, and but a generational talent in Caleb Downs has come in now, and. Uh, it's probably going to knock him out of uh, out of a starting spot. But, uh, man, I'm excited about the defensive backs this spring and, and what they can do, you know, this season. Yeah, I agree. All right, linebackers. Look, Deontay Lawson's out this spring. Dallas Turner's out this spring. Uh, I don't think that means – no, neither one of them guys is going to be passed up as a starter. They're going yeah. to be starters this fall. But it does – give the younger players an opportunity to, to gain more experience, to get more snaps. Uh, but but looking at inside – we'll start at inside linebacker, guys. We all agree that when the fall rolls around that, that Deontay Lawson is going to be one of the starters. But but how do you guys think it's going to look this spring without Deontay Lawson at inside linebacker?
1: Go ahead, Joe. Um,
2: a guy that I'm really interested to, to see maybe if he steps up uh, is kendrick blackshire i think he's a mm-hmm. junior yeah uh but so he's been here he was a guy that a lot got a lot of hype coming in because you know he was just this massive guy i mean just 40 year old. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> year old yeah exactly four-year-old in an 18 year old's body so i'm interested to see with the with the injuries um what he can do obviously like we said he has the size but uh, i think he was injured last year too so yeah um i'm interested to to see what he can do and hopefully he can he can step up and at least, kind of, uh, maybe get on the field and, and show what he can do.
1: Yeah, Kend- Kendrick Blashire, you know, he's he's a physical specimen. So, you know, we'll see how he does. And you know, but I like like Stacy said, I don't I don't feel like Lawson or, or Turner's going to lose their spots for being out this spring. But ha- having capable backups just in case injuries do happen this season is very important. So. Uh, be glad to get some of these other guys some some playing time in the spring game at least. Yeah,
0: and and look, the inside linebacker room is there's so many guys there. You, you bring in Tresman Marshall from Georgia. Mm-hmm. you bring in Justin Jefferson from from junior college. Uh, two guys that you're probably expecting to contribute or you don't bring them in. Right. Uh, but then, but then, like Joe said, you got a, a veteran in Kendrick Blackshire. You have the young, talented guys like Sean Murphy and Jihad Campbell there. So the talent is there, the depth is there. It's going to be about how well or who has developed the most and who is showing the coaches the most this spring. And uh, y- you got to feel like Marshall, with his experience at Georgia, coming over, he's going to be in the the lineup some way. Uh, I would be really shocked if he's not, but but to me, Justin Jefferson. I don't know if y'all had a chance to watch him. Uh, he is elite as far as his his speed and his pursuit of the football. Uh, so it's going to be hard to keep him off the field as well. So this it's like every position group, man. There's so many yeah. dudes. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I I would not want to be a coach at Alabama. I say that I would love to be a coach <laughs> at Alabama, but right. I would not want to be making these decisions, man. I mean, it's it, it, You know, it's got to be tough. I mean, you you look at Jihad Campbell and Sean Murphy; they would be starting practically anywhere besides Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's I mean they would be starting anywhere else. Yep, and and they they might not ever see the field. Man, that's wild to think about. But it, it's just crazy. And on the outside, you know, even without Dallas Turner, you have Quindarius Robinson, Chris Braswell, uh, Keanu Coat. Uh, Then you got, you know, Quay Rousal, who's an early enrollee. You got Jeremiah Alexander, who's a redshirt freshman, who Mm. looks like he has trimmed down to, you know, lost 10 or 15 pounds, it looks like, and looks shredded. Uh, A guy who was a five-star prospect, who the coaching staff really liked last year as a freshman. But, you know, you wasn't going to take out, you know, Will Anderson or Dallas Turner or Chris Braswell to put him in. So uh, a guy who could make an impact this year. And uh, I'm excited to kind of see – what the outside linebackers look like and, and how we play the outside linebackers without Pete Golden this year. Does Kevin Steele drop Dallas
1: Turner into coverage fifty seven thousand times oh my this year? Oh God, I hope not. Please yeah. don't do it, Kevin Good Steele. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> no. I mean
0: I think I had I think I had a, a a what they call a conniption fit every time I saw Dallas Turner or Will Anderson drop into coverage.
1: Yeah, I'm like, those guys are bred to rush quarterbacks. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they were born to attack the football.
1: Right. Not dropping the mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. Good grief. I mean, that mm, –
0: I don't even know what to say about that. I know.
1: Yeah. It's, you can't say much of anything. <laughs> so,
0: uh, Hey, on the defensive line, uh, I've been noticing that uh, – that James Smith is beginning a lot of reps with with guys like Tim Smith and uh, Jaheim Otis in the first unit. So, look, he was a five-star guy from, from Carver. Yeah. Um, and I, I just feel like, he, and first of all, that dude has trimmed down as well. Mm-hmm. He got to Alabama probably around 320, and I'm willing to bet he's about 300 or 305 mm-hmm. right now. And if that dude plays at that weight, he is going to be – a menace he is he he's a he's a guy that that album has not had over the last few years who can really disrupt the backfield like a quentin williams or uh or a jonathan allen because he's quick he's powerful and i'm excited to see what he can do uh not only this spring but this fall because uh i think he's in for a special career
1: yeah i'm i'm excited about the defensive line i i you know we, like you said says we haven't had that that guy since like q williams but you know Daniel mathis did his job he was really really well but last year's team just didn't have that guy and that kind of hurt but uh you know i've been high on jaheim otis since he came on the campus and last year to this year this offseason, he has dropped 20 more pounds and i mean i think well, that, they got that, listed at 30- I think it's a hundred pounds too yeah, 100 pounds.
0: They want him to gain about 10 more pounds too. He's at 320, but they're wanting him to play at around 330.
1: Right. So, so
0: he's, <laughs> he's actually lost too much weight.
1: Yeah. But I think, you know, I think he's he can be disruptive as well. So if you got James Smith and, and Otis on that front line just wreaking havoc, I, I you know, and, and what's great,
0: what's great, Jake, is guys like Tim Smith, Jamil Burroughs, uh Jamarian Latham, Justin Aboybee, they've all shown flashes of being really good players. So uh, I think it's gonna be a good mix of of quality depth, you know, and layered in there, there's a there's a couple of guys that can really be difference makers. So uh I, I'm really I'm really excited to see those guys. Yeah. Let's see, Tristan says we need to send waves of D lyman in if everyone develops right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're gonna see some. Some uh different packages. Different packages of defensive line this year, kind of depending on you know what kind of what we're what we're trying to do and what we're trying to defend and what the what the opposing offense is doing. I'm right there with you, Tristan. And Tristan, thanks for thanks for being alive in the chat tonight, man.
1: Yeah, thank you. And
0: same, same to David and whoever whoever else has been in here. Brock. Mr.
1: ODR and Brock. hmm So but is this the deepest Alabama's been I know it's been probably the deepest we've been since, oh, in a in a while, but it, it's I mean this team is loaded. Well, the twenty
0: twenty three class was, I mean ridiculous. Yeah, and best uh, class ever. It is, and and, and 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 twenty six. We have twenty six newcomers here this spring, so that at the at this point of the year, it feels like the the deepest that we've been because usually in the spring you're still waiting on. You know, ten to fifteen guys to show mm-hmm. up on campus. That's not the case. I think there's like what three more. See, Richard Young. Uh, who else? There's there's like three or four guys that mm-hmm. didn't show up from this class. So uh, we have a lot more players there this spring than what we're used to having, and uh, it, it makes for a more exciting spring. That 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 means the the spring game is going to be more competitive. There's going to be more yes. elite talent on the field uh, than what is normally the case. So. Uh man, I cannot wait, guys. Uh, yeah. football is back. just around uh, the corner. It really man. is, and
1: I, I'm excited about it. Elijah Ford, good question.
0: All right, Jake, you go ahead and, and start that. We'll we'll go roundtable. We'll go Jake, Joe, and then I'll I'll take it last.
1: Um, right now I think it's uh McClellan because he's got experience and he can be explosive. We've seen what he can do at times. I mean. In a perfect world, that run last year to uh, that touchdown run against Texas should have blew that game wide open. But we knew what happened. But he's got that explosive abilities. Uh, but as of right now, it's him. Uh, I do think Haynes and, and Young are both going to be really, really special though uh, when their time when their time comes.
2: Yeah, same thing for me. I think it's uh, McClellan, but I think who has the most upside, most potential uh, to be the next star running back in alabama uh, would be justice hayes mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean if you mean best like do you mean like the most currently the best or yeah do yeah. you mean like the most gifted runner or do you mean the guy who uh gives us the best chance to win right now like mm-hmm. i i think jace is 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 right now the number one guy but uh, jam miller to me yeah. Is more gifted naturally running the football than what Jason McClellan is. I think Justice Haynes has the most upside, like Joe mentioned, out of all the backs. So, uh, you know, and, and where does that leave Roydell Williams? You know, I think that, I think Roydell is is not going to get lost, so, so to speak, but his, his role is going to be very limited this year just because we have Jace and then you have guys with, with ability that's just superior to Roy Dale Williams and, and Jamaria Miller and and Justice Haynes and to me I think I think right now uh, the best all because Elijah down here says the best all around player I mean all around to me if you're talking about talent it's Justice Haynes or, Jam, or, or or Jam Miller mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: but the guy who I who I trust with the ball the most right now is Jace McClellan. I guess that's the best way I can put it.
1: Yeah. The guy, the guy right I
0: trust, the guy I trust the most right now is Jace. The guys who I think have the, the highest upside who are the most naturally gifted runners. That's Jamarian Miller
1: and, uh, and justice Haynes. I agree. hundred percent. Oh, somebody's getting a phone call. Yeah, That's me.
2: His <laughs> phone's blowing up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, this team, I, I'm, I'm just excited for, for the season to get here. And, uh, you know, I feel like this unit's going to be special, uh, whether it's, it's a, you know, Miller-led team or a Ty Simpson-led team. This team is going to make, you know, make people remember who Alabama used to be, and that is physical, be be a dominant run team, and just absolutely just wear you down, you know, from from the first quarter down to the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, Tristan, we, we talked about Milrow and, and Ty at the very beginning of the show, and we're all very high on Ty, Ty Simpson. Uh, and I think it, I'm 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 alone on, on the panel here uh, <laughs> with the feeling that that Ty eventually wins the job, and it really has nothing to do with Milro. It has more to do with I think that Ty is is a special talent, uh, but. You know, I'm just all about the, be- the, the guy who gives out them the best chance to win, winning the job. And, uh, but we're all really high on Ty. We all think he's a really good player and has a, yeah. has a bright future. Uh, I'm just a little higher on him than what uh, Jake and, and Joe are at this time. But thanks for the question. Yeah. Tristan says he is, he is a Ty guy himself.
1: Well, the, you know, we, we've talked about it before. The thing about it is, whether it is Milro or or Ty, Saban's going to put the best the best one out there to give us a chance to win. So, um, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll see who that is. I mean, we still got a whole summer for camps and and then a fall camp before practice. So, I mean, unless either Milro or Simpson look like
0: you know Tom Brady mm-hmm. this spring, this job is not going to be decided until nope september 2nd or even yeah. maybe even after that i mean right. it, it's th- this is going to go all throughout the summer it's going to go all throughout fall camp it's probably going to go into middle tennessee state they're probably not going to name a starter for the texas game in week two uh, because it just works to your advantage if your coach saving so he it would just kind of be only hurting himself if he said yeah Jalen murrow's our guy or yeah ty simpson's our guy so right uh, th- this is a competition that's going to be going on all the way through through the summer, through fall camp, and, and probably into the first couple of weeks of the season.
1: I agree. Me too.
0: All right. Any more questions before we wrap this up? Uh, spring football talk, guys. Uh, man, I'm glad it's here. Super excited about it. Cannot wait for the spring game. Uh, gonna be a lot of fun. They, they, they're gonna they they practice they practice today. They're gonna practice on Wednesday. They'll have a closed scrimmage on Friday. Uh, they'll practice again two days next week. Have another scrimmage on next Saturday, the fifteenth, and then the next week they'll practice a couple days, and then the A day game will be the twenty second. So we're like forty percent done with spring ball already. <laughs> wow, <laughs> which is crazy. Crazy it is, ooh, it's wild. All right, guys. Well, hey, it's been a great show. Been a lot of fun interacting with everybody in the, in the live chat and talking some spring football. Uh, football is king in Alabama. We all love, you know, all the Alabama athletics, but but football yeah. is definitely king around here, and uh, we're, we're excited that it is back. If you're not already, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Uh, give this video a thumbs up and jump in the comments if, if you didn't have a chance to watch it live and let us know your thoughts on who's going to win the quarterback job and any other position battles that you're kind of looking forward to. This spring. Uh, also, jump jump in the, the links in the description below for for Bet and Latourne watches, and make sure you take advantage of those deals that we have with those guys there as well. Uh, but guys, I really enjoyed it. I hope we can get together again real soon. Uh, uh, you know, maybe Coach Saban will speak. I think he's. I think he'll speak Wednesday of this week to the media. Mm-hmm. So we're likely to get some more information after that so maybe we can get back on here again later this week to kind of discuss some more spring football with you guys. But that's gonna wrap this show up. Uh thank you thank you so much for watching everybody for for Jake, Joe, and Stacy. This has been Tide Talk Live. And until next time, roll tide. Roll
2: Tide.
0: Roll Tide. Roll tide.